Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Let's kick things off proper. We are here to talk about the LinkedIn prospecting playbook that you might need for 2024. Now, Mandy's going to give you some great examples, talk about some stories and some strategies. She is Mod Girl Marketing. If you're not familiar with this particular organization, go find it. Connect with this company. Watch the stuff that Mandy and her team are putting out every single day. They are directly impacting sales. And that is what all marketing is supposed to do. I don't know if you knew that, but that is the case. And that's what's happening here. Before we kick things off, go ahead and scan that QR code. Check us out at sellbetter.xyz and then pop over to YouTube. Subscribe to our channel there. You'll get all kinds of free stuff from the uh, from the show here, clips and things like that. Uh, I want to give a big thanks to co- for coming back. Exactly. What's going on? Another round with you. It's good to have you in the partner fold. But the big news is about Buzz. Buzz is taking over and seeing, we're seeing all kinds of results internally by using Buzz. I've been using it myself for a few months now to diversify the channels and the avenues that I'm using to reach out to people. And the good news about Buzz is that they're a modern organization that's allowing you to just kick this off for free for the frontline reps. So go get started. I'm going to put this in the chat right now. This is a company that I've been very close with. Big shout out to Noah for giving me a great customer experience at Buzz. Uh, customer experience not to be doubted on here. That is the reason, that is one of many reasons that we ended up going with Buzz to use this new technology. So check it out and diversify the channels that you're reaching out to your prospects with. Here's what you're going to get today. How to find those targeted prospects. We're going to talk about that. Uh, the three things that you want to avoid. Mandy's got a list. We're going to share that with you. And then of course, the potential ROI for getting really efficient and great at prospecting on LinkedIn. So let's kick things off with this oldie but goodie. For those of you that don't know, this has been around a while. Mandy, break down Team Link and how you might use that as a frontline seller on LinkedIn today. Sure thing. So this is a highly underutilized feature in Sales Navigator. So basically what Team Link does is it allows you to see who in your organization is connected to people that you're trying to connect to. For example, your prospects. So you can easily go in there and you see the Team Link button. And most of the time you will be able to leverage, let's say your executives, your leadership, because usually they are super well connected in their space. So for example, your VP of finance might be connected to a few of your prospects. So what you do is you reach out to your VP of finance in this example and say, hey, Bill, I noticed you're connected to Susie Smith, looking to get in front of her, curious how well you know her. And then you take it from there. But this is so underutilized, James. And and it's interesting because it's the lowest hanging fruit possible of like introductions, but hardly any sales reps are using this consistently. There's a there's a couple things about Team Link that stand out to me the way you just described it. The first one is that our executives are often people that are so well connected in their space that our prospects can very easily be found in their networks, right? Uh, but the, the other piece that stood out is this verification piece, right? I think uh, Scott Lisa and I have had conversations with John in the past, John Barrows, about verifying that this is actually an introduction, something that you can reach out and say, hey, do you actually know this person? I always respect people that come to me when they ask me if I actually know somebody or if I actually know this company. Uh, I will tell them yes or no. I don't feel comfortable introducing you, right? I don't know this person well enough to introduce you. And that's usually very helpful for salespeople. Uh, What's a, what's a, let's ask this audience question here. Check it out right here. This is interesting, right? SDRs, AEs in the room. Not surprising. I think we're we're all professional stalkers if you're in that role. <laughs> some some frontline managers and then of course senior leadership representing 16%. But here's the question on my mind for you, right? Uh, how often do you actually use Team Link? And while you guys are doing that, Mandy, what are some other ways 
that people might take action using this particular feature in Sales Navigator? Yeah. So I would also just look into, you know, how how well they know them, but also like, are they, how do they know them in what capacity, right? Did they work with them? Are they already even in your CRM? Do they, what type of relationship? Like there are ways you can actually look at that. So when you click on someone and it says the team, like you're connected to them, you can easily click on their profile and you can see the similarities there. So there's all sorts of ways that you can start those conversations. But again, reiterating, like you need to be sure that they actually know the person and then ask, like, do you mind uh, if I, do you mind making an introduction or do you want me to include your name? Like, hey, first name, I was just talking to Bill Smith today. Your name came up. You know, there's ways you can do it. You don't necessarily have to get an introduction. You can use the person's name. And a lot of times that works. I, I'm, I'm loving where your head is here because we, and uh, for y'all that are, are wanting to stick around here, you need to stick around towards the end because Mandy's got some great examples of messaging that she's used as early as this week so that you guys can see the kind of messaging that gets the engagement. Remember that everything you do on LinkedIn is centered around getting engagement, not selling. And that's why Mandy's approaches here are important. You're looking for that connective thread. Uh, we talked a little bit about a double-edged sword. And I feel like some of the pieces that are missing here is like, what's inside of my CRM? Is that being reflected in sales net in, in LinkedIn? Can I find those connections and those histories between those people? Uh, but on one hand, we're like, please update the CRM. And on the other, we're like, we have to actually look in the CRM to be able to see yes. that connection, right? Yes, exactly. And a lot of times that's just like common, like people, we're so fast as sellers, like we just go, go, go and move and some of like the most common things we just like forget. And that's why having a checklist of all these things is also super helpful. Mm. So you're you're not missing the obvious. You know, the, a checklist is big. Uh, Jed Marley is actually a big checklist guy. And uh, I, you know, I used to, I used to doubt the value of checklists until I started using them. And now I find myself using them all the time. Check this out. It looks like 63% of our voters here didn't even okay. know about TeamLink. I'm pretty sure that that's been around for some time. You know what? I pulled a quick resource for everybody because I know there's probably some more questions around where to find this and how to use it. So I'm going to drop this in the chat for you guys. This is LinkedIn's how to guide that you can go. Just a quick overview of TeamLink. Uh, I want to prompt everybody to ask questions in the Q&A because Mandy's an expert. She's been doing this a very long time. The questions that you ask are relevant to you, right? Questions about TeamLink, questions about things you're doing on LinkedIn. We want to know about that stuff. And we're going to leave time at the end to answer as many as possible. Let's move forward though from TeamLink. And let's talk a little bit about avoiding failure. I loved the post that you put out where you talked about the things people can do to avoid failure. Uh, Master Blaster? <laughs> I don't know how many times we've said that that was dead, but tell me why you feel like this is something people need to watch out for. Yeah, these days are just over, James. So as sellers, like back in the day, we were kind of trained in this mentality. Like, hey, let's just blast as many emails and in-mails and anything, messages that we can possibly do to this large target audience, let's hope that some of them reply. Like that doesn't work anymore. Like we have to stop doing that. Um, not only does it not work, but it hurts you. Like it's it's going to hurt your reputation. It's going to hurt your company's reputation. So we actually have to take time to personalize our outreach. And I'm going to show you some examples later that are really simple. Like this isn't hard, but it's like we have to change our mentality because if we were taught to do something one way and now the market is completely shifted, it doesn't work, then we have to change. And yeah. this is something that unfortunately is still happening way too often, James. 
I think we have a bad habit of going to LinkedIn, whether it's LinkedIn Sales Navigator or just standard LinkedIn, typing for, let's say, a title, and then clicking on the contact information for all these people and adding them to some crazy list, and, and then writing our standard generic messaging and hoping, and I think I'm always reminded of Roderick Jefferson, who's a, a, a big sales enablement uh, guru that I, I followed for a long time, very good friend. He says, hope is not a strategy. And I think when we do this, we are leaning on hope. I'm yes. hoping that one of my hundreds of messages are going to happen to hit the right person at the right time. This is a bad mentality because hope is not a real strategy. It's just an emotion, a feeling, right? Talk to me about exactly. our own presence, because this is something I found value in from 2015 to about 2018, because the, I found that the more I created a digital footprint that represented myself, the more traction I could get when I reached out to people that were engaging with my content. Why in 2024 should people not be ignoring their own presence? What does that do for them? Yeah, well, just backing up a little bit too in the grand scheme of things, B2B buyers expect more these days. It's 2024. It's not 2014. B2B buyers expect more. They expect you to personalize. They expect you to know their pain points and, and what they're trying to accomplish. And they expect you, the, the brand, to have a presence. And then when you as the, as the seller have a presence, that's even better because we live in this world where we are trying to connect on a human to human level. And the more we can humanize selling, the more likely it is that we're going to win and we're going to win people over because we're essentially selling ourselves. We're not just selling the product, we're selling ourselves. So if you neglect your presence, you're hurting your chances of hitting your quota, of landing those big deals. Because again, this is the way that everything is shifting towards. And so those sellers that are rocking it that we train every single day, they're the ones that are taking time to build their LinkedIn presence. They're posting. They might not be the biggest influencers. They might not be posting every day, but they're they're taking time to build a presence and put their voice out there. So this is huge in this year and beyond. And I think that's really going to differentiate the top sellers from the rest. I think I agree because I read somewhere and I heard somewhere, I think it was on this show not long ago, that something like 63% or something like 73% maybe of all decision makers look to a social media profile of yeah. some kind before they decide to give a salesperson their time. And exactly. that is an important statistic for me. I know that if somebody's asking me for time and they've captured my attention in an email, my very next stop is LinkedIn, LinkedIn. right? Because I yeah. want to know more about this person before I just agree, right? And I think our buyers do the same things. So be in and beyond, right? 2024 and beyond. Do not neglect your own presence in the way that you represent yourself. I always want to I always want to move past this because I think that it's old hat. People talk about it a lot, but it's probably one of my favorite terms in sales pitch slap. LinkedIn is probably, let me know in the chat, put a one in the chat if you've ever gotten a connection request from somebody and immediately felt like you got pitch slapped right after. Uh, Everyone. I, I like all the ones. That, yeah. is that, think about this, right? Like all these ones in the chat, so many of them are frontline contributors. They're not even decision makers, but they're being pitch slapped like crazy. Talk to me about how this needs to die and what we can do instead. Yeah, man, this should have died a long time ago, but here we are. Here, here we are. Personally, I don't think it's going to die this year, but everyone with us today can, you know, obviously avoid this. Yeah. Can avoid it, though. So what I like to do and what I like to train sales teams on is uh, implementing my friendly leader method. And essentially what that is, 
is you go out and you try to be a friend to everyone. And and the way you do that is you send personalized messages, you engage with them. Now, I understand that not every single prospect is actively posting on LinkedIn, but if they are, it's really simple for you to go and like and comment on their post and then send a connection request. Hey, James, I really enjoyed your post yesterday about XYZ. Would love to connect with you. Like, it's really, really simple to do that. And your chances of getting people to say yes are significantly higher than if you're just blasting people and pitch slapping. Not to mention, when someone connects with you, do not say, this is what we do. Do you want to get on a call? Like, no one wants to hear that. So you just start the dialogue. You ask questions and you can casually say, hey, appreciate the connection. By the way, if you need help with X, Y, Z, let me know. And then you can just continue the dialogue. You don't need to pitch. Like, this doesn't work anymore. People don't like it. Shout out to Greg, who says he bought the URL, I love pitchslapping.com. I love that. That's amazing, Greg. Uh, that's, a, that's actually a good domain right there, if you have it. <laughs> I don't know that I would answer anything that came from that domain. I, You know, you mentioned something really important that stands out to me as somebody that gets pitched a lot. Everybody tr- comes to me uh, for a couple reasons. One is that they know that I'm connected in the space and I can get them where they want to go. But also, sometimes they come to me thinking I am the owner of JB Sales because Jay Buckley James Buckley and not John Barrows, right? Ah. So I have to like defend myself, but I will say that I only respond to the people that mention that they actually watch my content. When they mention that, they immediately get my attention. I will ignore other messages in favor of those messages and most likely respond. There's a lot of new people in the room to LinkedIn, no question. Let me know in the chat, put a, uh, you know, let me know how many years have you been on LinkedIn? Tell me in the chat. Some of you have like 25 years on LinkedIn, fine. But let me know in the chat how many years you've actually had a LinkedIn profile. A lot of 10s, 15s, double digits, like crazy. Hey, there's a six right there, a five, uh, a one. Hey, there's a one right there. One, another one, a couple of right on. Hey, talk to me about people that are newer to LinkedIn and tell me a tip uh, or something like a bad habit that you might want to mention. One of the yeah. ones that I think stood out to me was the optimi- optimization of the profile. This is a problem? Sure thing. So first things first is you have to look legit. You guys have to look the part. If you're reaching out to me or anyone and your profile is crap, I'm sorry, but you might not get a response. So you have to optimize your profile. I have a checklist I'm going to give you all at the end of this. You can also get it on my profile. That's going to help you optimize your your profile. So look the part. Don't just say that you're in sales for XYZ company. I'm actually... Tell people how you can provide value, what you do, add a personal flair. Like people want to connect with humans. We don't want it all businessy. So in your profile, say something about your hobbies and what you like to do in in your free time. Like personalize it. Do something that stands out and makes you look like a human. And then the second part of this, James, is what we talked about with your favorite phrase that I said uh, when we talked last, which is don't be a selfish Sally sales rep. And what I mean by that is engage with people, leave comments, be part of the community. Don't be a selfish Sally. No one wants to work with a selfish Sally. I I think that we're going to trademark for Mandy, the selfish Sally sales rep, and even have like a caricature or something that should be attached to that because selfish Sally sales rep is a person that exists. It could be selfish Sammy sales rep too. Does that, you know, we don't want to single out Sally here, right? But, but no Sally's in the room, hopefully. Sam actually could be male or female. I like Sammy better. I just use the word Sally, selfish Sally a lot in my Let's go let's go Sammy. That's gender neutral. <laughs> I like I like the gender neutral Sammy. We'll go with it. All right, let's let's move on here. Let's talk about some more fun stuff that I think is worth discussing. Uh you said something that stood out to me, and then we're gonna get to these examples that you brought, because I think that people are gonna really like how simple these can be. These are real actionable things. But you said 
exposure equals revenue. And what stood out to me about that as a brand builder myself is that exposure doesn't always mean what people think it means. So tell me a little bit about what exposure means on LinkedIn for the purpose of prospecting for the reps that are in the room. Yeah, exposure, really, James, and like the the plainest sense is just getting in front of strangers every single day. That's exposure. Our job as sellers, our job is to make friends with strangers. That is what we do. And so when you put yourself out there, when you leave comments, when you send connection requests, when you post content, when you engage, you become part of a community, you are getting exposure, not just for yourself, but for your company. And that is what wins today. Like you have to be seen, you have to be visible in as many places as possible. And on LinkedIn, it's easy to do that. And your your audience is on LinkedIn. So all you have to do is spend time connecting with strangers, getting in front of strangers and, and getting yourself out there. Yo, you're saying the magic words for me, the thing that makes me happy, and that is that our job is literally to talk to strangers, y'all. That's the job. If you're in sales, talking to strangers is where new opportunities come from. Anyone that denies that will probably not be profitable for very long. They might be sustainable, but they might not be profitable. And that's different, right? Uh, All right, let's get to these examples. Shout out to everybody that's being engaged in the chat. I appreciate you. The best audience in the world. Get your questions in because we might have some time at the end to answer quite a few. And I already see a good one from Al. So I'll make sure to start with you, Al, when we get going. You can vote for the questions that matter most. Tell me the context of this and then obviously break down this message, why you think it was effective. Yeah, sure thing. So these are all recent. Uh, A lot of these are recent messages as of this week. So I am doing this on a consistent basis. My team is helping me a little bit. So this is someone that posted. And what we did is we engaged with her. So I left a comment on her post and then I sent this connection request. It's really simple, you guys. So, hey, Lauren, loved your post on how you can use AI to filter through your email. Such a great tip. If you're open to it, I'd love to connect here. Bam. And then if you look at her response, She also mentioned my content because I'm posting. So when you guys are posting consistently, you're also going to have people that respond to you and want to actually accept your connection request because one, they're going to get to know kind of like who you are and your tonality. And someone just mentioned like post things that make you look human and not sales related stuff all the time. I completely agree. So this is just the easiest way to implement my friendly leader method. Comment, then send the connection request and mention what you just commented on. This is a really easy one, y'all. Uh, I want to point out the simplicity here. It doesn't have to be a big, long, drawn out. You know, n- notice notice the com- the comment here. She's making a statement, not asking a question. Instead of, can we connect or can I have 15 minutes? She's like, such a great tip. If you're open, I'd love to, ha- to connect here, right? If you're open, I'd love to connect here. You can ask for the connection without asking a question. And that's, exactly. that's a good strategy right there. Let's get another example here. Give me the context of this. This is so I'm, I'm historically noted for thanking people for visiting my profile if they didn't reach out to connect. Tell me about what you do with profile views here. I love this strategy. Yeah, it's a little different. So we we test this out, right? Sometimes we use different language. Sometimes I say I stumbled a co- upon your name. So this I example, like- I said, I saw your name pop up on my LinkedIn instead of like, hey, Darren, I saw you're a stalker. What are you doing on my LinkedIn? Like, no, 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 I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to say, hey, by the way, I saw your name pop up on my LinkedIn and I was just checking out your company and bam, it worked. And then we started the dialogue, right? right. So there's a lot of subtle ways that you can tell people like you saw them on your profile. And and obviously, James, this doesn't just work. He doesn't even know. Like if you looked at this, like he knows that obviously the profile view, but this could be anything. You could like, do, you could use this for something like, I saw your name pop up on my LinkedIn. Oh, maybe it's just a random person. Like you could say that and then they'd, They'd be thinking like, I wonder how she saw me pop up, you know? But if your profile's legit, 
they could easily connect with you. So this is also like a sneaky strategy you could use without even someone, you know, actually visiting your profile. I just wanted to call that out too. Like this works also. I think this works like a charm and I get a lot of engagement when I say things like, hey, thanks for stopping by my profile the other day. What prompted you to stop by? People are like, oh, I saw this with you in it or I I was at this, this show and they played this clip of you and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I love those people. I'd love to connect sometime. And that's as simple as it has to be, especially if you know, if you've done the research on this human and you see they are a title I sell well to, their company is most likely qualified. You know, they have the funding that I think matters. That's the, 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 the person I'm targeting. They, all the check boxes are there. These strategies are brilliant for getting connected to these people on a human to human level over the LinkedIn platform in DMs, y'all. Okay, last example, and then we're going to answer as many questions as we can. So get them in to the Q&A section. I don't want them to get buried in the chat. And Mandy's very smart on her feet, very quick on her feet. So she's going to look forward to answering your, answering your questions For too. Sure. Uh, tell me about Nina here. What's the context? How did you- Okay, good old Nina. So Nina was tagged in a post of, of someone that I follow that I'm well connected with. And really simple. She was tagged in the post. I literally said, hey, I saw you were tagged in first name, last name's post today. Loved reading your story on how you got into sales enablement. Love to connect here. So I didn't just say, I saw you were tagged in this post, you know, because there's a lot of people that have used these really simple things. I saw you commented on James Buckley's post. Do you want to connect? I saw, I noticed, and I stumbled are language that I typically ignore. (laughs) Unless, unless you take it a step further and really drive in on like what exactly you you saw maybe i don't know i might not make it past i I stumbled i might not okay (laughs) so when you get a little bit more specific that is when people actually are like oh they did actually read that post about me right and you guys can use this with even podcast interviews like hey nina i just listened to your podcast interview with james yesterday i loved what you said about xyz would be happy to connect we're talking about linkedin specifically here you guys but you guys can take these tactics that we're sharing and you can implement them with multiple media forms. It doesn't just have to be a LinkedIn post. It can be a news article on Entrepreneur or Forbes. It could be a podcast. It could be a LinkedIn Live. Like There's a million things that you can do to let people know that like, hey, I see you, I saw you, and I want to connect with you. And obviously it helps if you boost their ego and you know tell them how great they are or how much you loved it. That's true. Those people always get my attention as well. Please boost my ego. I will tell you, I will tell you that uh, what you're saying is absolutely right. We're talking about LinkedIn here, but a lot of this stuff applies to other channels. I hope this has been helpful for everybody. Let's answer as many questions as we can. Let's start with Al here. Uh, Al says, what do you think about this permission-based message after someone connects with you? This is his example. Thank you for connecting with me here. Do you mind if I send over a quick voice note to explain why I'm reaching out? My opinion is that he should just go ahead and send the voice note if they accepted the connection request. But what do you think, Mandy? Yeah. So I'm so glad you asked this question, by the way, because we didn't even have time today to talk about video and voice notes. And that is my favorite way to say thank you to someone for connecting. And not not. And I don't mean like you have to actually physically say thank you, like just saying, hey, great to connect, James. I love sending videos and voice notes, but I don't ask for permission. I just do it. Yeah. However, I read something recently. One of my friends actually mentioned this, like ask for permission. So I'm just the type that's just like a go-getter and I just I just go after it. That's that's me. If you want to test this out and see what they say, you can. But I'm kind of with James and the fact that I would just send it personally. I feel like I get the same vibe that I get when people are like, can I ask you a question? I always respond, you just did. Right? <laughs> so like if you accepted my connection request, that's pretty much my green light. I will say maybe give it a day. Don't just like immediately hit them. What's up? Right? 
my energy is usually really too high, so I have to like tone it back and put a day, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's part of it. So that's a good question, Al. This one comes from Erwin. I saw you ask this one in the chat too. This is a great question. It says, how can I get people to react to my posts? I have hundreds of impressions, but not a lot of likes. I post consistently. Talk to Erwin about engagement. Yeah, good question. My question back to you is how often are you engaging with people? Because LinkedIn is the law of reciprocity here, man. So if you're being selfish, Sally, and you're not engaging and commenting on people's posts, sorry, Sammy, sorry, you're being selfish, Sammy, then you can't expect other people to do that. So you have to, if you're noticing that, then I would spend more time commenting on other people's posts. And then they're going to see your stuff pop up and most likely they're going to engage with it. So that's my number one tip is just to give more to receive. Ooh, you got to give to receive. That's 100% true. Okay, so so here's the thing too, right? Uh, do a campaign. You do all these campaigns for outreach. Do a campaign. Hey, would love your thoughts on this post. Yeah. Right? Do the campaign. You already have a Absolutely. list of people that you're reaching out to. Instead of saying, can I have 15 minutes of your time with them? Ask for their opinion. Yeah. It's something that you put out. This just a gives- poll, that works. Yeah, that works really well for a poll, James, too. Like, hey, I just posted this poll. Um, I would, since you are a- xyz expert i would love your one click vote on this and usually that works really well because people just take one second and they're like okay thank you know great poll but to to james's point though make sure it's good content don't send people crap like yeah only send people stuff that you actually took the time out to do well and that people would actually respond to and then it's relevant to them right like don't be asking them if they like cats or dogs that's probably no good Right. Hey, vote on this. Uh, okay. This one comes from Manny. He says, when using LinkedIn, what are some key indicators that help you understand why you are reaching out to somebody? This is great. For me, the value proposition, concise conversation. That part, how, you have to dial that in. One sentence. Can you tell people what, what you do f- in one sentence? Mandy, what do you think? Yeah. No, I agree. And a lot of this too, you guys, if your profile is legit and you have that value prop at the very beginning of your about section and your headline is super crystal clear, you guys don't really have to try that hard to to say these things because they're going to see that on your profile. But it is good, obviously, to let people know. But like you have to be short and to the point and you have to have an optimized profile because then you don't have to do the selling because your profile does it for you. Great answer. This one comes from Chantal. This is probably one of my favorite questions so far. What suggestions do you have if you don't or can't use Sales Navigator? Right out of the gate, Chantal, follow the right hashtags that are relevant to your target buyers and connect with the people that engage with those hashtags being used on social. What's a tip from you, Mandy? Look at who's commenting on the po- most popular posts and go connect with those people. Because the people that are commenting consistently are the people actively using LinkedIn. And I'm not just talking about big time influencers, look at the comments. I'm talking about like people that your prospects follow. So look at, if you're targeting CIOs, look at the most influential CIOs on LinkedIn. Then you can easily go to Google. I just did this yesterday with clients, actually. And I we literally went and typed in. There's a Forbes article that lists like the top 25 CIOs. Lots of them have LinkedIn presences. Guess what? If you're a CIO, most likely you're going to follow those people. Look at who's commenting on them. I love this tactic and it's highly underutilized. Highly underutilized. Engage to get engagement. That is probably the biggest tip that Mandy has dropped today, y'all. I swear it. All right, Glenn Roberts, this is the last question here. Glenn Roberts, what about humor in developing that relationship, like sending cartoons or jokes? My man, you're hitting my funny bone already. I am a humorous human. I like to make other people laugh. I like to laugh. So I say use humor at any opportunity you can to break down the door, Mandy. Agree. If humor is your jam and it comes easy for you, please leverage it. If you're going to be awkward and weird, then don't. But if it comes natural, then then go for it. 
Are you awkward and weird? Put a yes in the chat if you agree that you are awkward and weird. Put a no if you think you are just fine. I want to thank you all for coming out spending some time with us today. I hope we got to make you laugh, maybe even educated you a little bit. Perhaps this was a level of edutainment. We're going to drop Mandy's LinkedIn in the chat. Go follow her, connect with her. And there's a ton of other stuff we're going to drop in the chat that came from Mandy. So make sure that you guys go get all these great resources that you can only get right here on Sell Better. Connect with us on social and check out our website, sellbetter.xyz. Mandy, thank you for sharing your wisdom with me today. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. We hope you guys have a great rest of your day and a great weekend. We'll see you next week on another stellar episode of Help You Sell Better. You're going to get a survey after this. Let us know how we did. Have a great day, everybody.